Well, well, I am creating, I am creating a, new a new community called Quantum, called Quantum Networks, Networks, and the purpose, and the of, it purpose of it is to really support, really support leaders, leaders in their quest, in their quest to, create to create destructive, destructive change. change. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today, she helps people see the future. She's the author of six books, including New York Times bestseller, Open Leadership. She's currently building Quantum Networks, a community for disruptive leaders like us. So hello, everybody, Charlene Lee. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Thank everyone. you, for, Thank having you me. for having me. So cool to have you here, Charlene. And what are you currently creating? Well, well, well I am creating, I am creating a, new a new community called Quantum, called Quantum Networks. Networks. And the purpose, and the of, it purpose of it is to really support, really support leaders, leaders in their quest, in their quest to, create to create destructive change. Yes, this is us. This is everybody listening right now. So cool. And you have brought for us three very cool CEO tips. We will deep dive how to focus on your future customers, not these ones, how to create a movement that you lead, and why you should deal with flux. Super excited. So let's go into the very first one. Why shouldn't we focus on our current customers? Well, your well, current your customers, current are, customers wonderful. are wonderful. They are, they profitable. are profitable. They love you. They love you. But, but they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily represent, represent the, future. the future. Because, because the, future the future may or may, or may not include them. Include them. And you don't and you know until you, you look and you check and see what the future could actually hold. So how do you know what the future holds? Well, well the problem, the with, problem the with the future, future is that it's uncertain. Is that it's and so many, and so people, many people don't, don't want, to go want to go and, and uh, explore, uh, explore it. So, so one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems, problems is to, is to figure, figure out where that future, where that future is. is. Um, um, and, so and so if you think, if you about, your think about your current customers, they, they um, um, <laughs> the echo is really distracting really to me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Let me just focus a little bit. Here it's fine. All right. All right. Um, um, let me just do, Let me this. Just do this. All right. So right. one of the so things when you're thinking, thinking about the future, about the future is, to is to know that, know that whatever you're, whatever working, you're on working on today probably, probably isn't going, is going to be what's going to work, work in, the future. in the future. And so and when, so you, start when you start thinking about what your future customers would want, it's really going to explore who they could potentially be. It might be your current customers. But unless you go and look and see where it could potentially change and go to, you can't really know. So the, so the disruptive, the most disruptive, the most disruptive organizations, organizations, what they do, what they do is to go, is to and, go and, and find those, or, those, or, those, those future, future customers, customers and look for and them, look for them, really explore, really explore with them, test it, and see if there's, see an, if there's an opportunity there. there. So, so the problem is most people don't, do don't do that because, because they're so concerned that their current customers are going to be the going to be the future customers. Before we go to the second CEO tip, how to create a movement, let's ask you the strategy award question. So you can only pick one person who 
gets the strategy award. When everybody zigs, this person is zagging. Who is this person? Well, well I, 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 the person, the person that, I really that I really admire, admire and, and does and, and so does much so work, much around, work this around this space is, um, is um, well, I, I would say I, I would that say it has, that to, be has to be Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Not because, Not of, what because of what he's done at Amazon. At Amazon. Uh, in terms, uh, of, the in terms growth, of the growth, but in terms, but of, the in terms of the culture he has created, he has created there, there with the 14, with the 14 leadership, leadership principles. principles. And the leadership and principles, the leadership don't, principles apply don't apply just to leadership. leadership. They really, they really do, want, do to want to see that everyone, that everyone believes, believes in those, in those ideas. In those ideas. I, and I, everything, and is everything is run very, very, very clearly, very, very clear process. And so, and so if the culture, if the culture fails, fails in terms of, in terms people, of the people, people, the process takes, takes over. over. This is one of this the biggest, of the biggest issues, issues I find with, with leaders, leaders and, especially and especially with entrepreneurs, is that we focus so much on the product, we don't focus enough on the culture. And you need to build that from day one. one. Because that because determines that how people will work, with, work each with each other. And if you as the entrepreneur aren't going to be there directing everything, Step by step, step, by step you at least, you at know, least that know that your process, your culture will step, step in, to, in carry to carry people. The strategies will come and go, come and go. but culture is the thing that sustain you between, you between those strategies, those strategies and help you bridge the gap. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was on Entrepreneurs on Fire and I said, you never rise to the level of your goals. You always fall to the level of your systems. That's what you have in place. That's the safety net. Beautiful. And uh, you have more for us about how to create a movement that you lead. Yes, movements yes, are, really are really important because, because when, when you are you trying, are to, trying create to create a lot, a lot of, change, of change, you need a movement, you need a movement to carry, to carry your, your team, team, but also your but customers through all the rough all times, the rough that, times are that are ahead. When you're creating a lot of disruption, things are just falling are just apart, falling around, apart you. around you. Things are constantly, things are constantly changing. changing. So, so having a movement, a movement very clear, clear idea, idea of what you're trying, what to, you're trying achieve, to achieve, your cause, your, cause, your, purpose, your purpose, will sustain will people sustain through that. The best movements are the ones that move without you. And so, and so the movement, the movement what, it does, what it does, it creates other, other leaders, leaders to come, to come in, in so that so you, that can, continue you can continue focusing on the, on the, the, the purpose, but other but people other are adding more people, more people, to, people the to the cause too as well. As well. We don't think of leadership, think of leadership as, a as a movement. We think of it as directing the strategy, directing people. But what a movement does, it also imparts a mind and keeps people focused on that goal. Do you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com slash sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? Absolutely. Would you like to get some questions from our audience? 
would love, we have, love to. We have how to show to the managers that disruption is a new reality and not a buzzword. How to get the buy-in. Right. right. I, I, I think in many I ways, many ways we've been thinking about disruption backwards. backwards. We keep looking, we keep for, looking some for some technology or disruption to create growth. But it's actually, but it's growth, actually growth that's disruptive. That's disruptive. So, our so organizations, organizations would get to the point of, of, ready, of, of ready to go do something disruptive and they run into this wall when they realize, when they realize this is going, this to, be is going really to be really hard. And they back and away. They back away. And so that's, and what so that's what happens when you have, have a great idea, idea your leadership and your management sees, sees this is going to be, this really, is going to be hard. really hard. They so they don't, don't, don't want to do it. The best, the best way to show them that this is the way forward is to again is to focus, again on, focus that on that future customer. That future that customer, future customer represents, represents that growth. If you only if you focus only on your current, current customer, customer, by the time, by the time that future customer shows up, and you start pivoting and moving, it's too late. So you have to so make, the changes, to make the changes today in order in to meet, order to meet customer that future customer at some point, at some down, point the down the line. What, what I'm thinking right now is how do I know who the future customer really is and what if I make a mistake there? How can I de-risk this process? Well, well here's a question. Here's a question. If you're, if in, you're business, in business, if you're, if an, you're entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, you know you, you, take, know on you take on risks, certain risks and you know, that, you you're know never that you're never 100% right. right. That, future, that customer, future customer will probably, probably have like a 50% like idea, idea of who that person is, who that company, who that company is. is. But, but you don't need to have, need to have, need to have wait need to wait for it to be 100% right. 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 If, you know if you know it, an idea like 50% like this, this or maybe that, or maybe that pick, one. pick one. I call it, I call it the idea of a minimally viable data. data. Just enough Just data enough to choose between option A or option B. And then you go and figure out if it's right or not. As a future, As a future comes comes towards you, as you move into, into it, you will you hear, you will, hear see, you will see, you will understand, understand an experience which, which of these options are becoming, are becoming right, right one. But the worst but the thing you can do, the biggest mistake you can do, is to stay exactly where you, where you are. are. Because the, because the, the future, future will pass, pass you by. What are books that inspired you recently? You know, you know, it's. it's I, I recently, I went, recently back went back and read, read one of my one of my books. favorite books. <laughs> the one that I the one read that I read when I was starting a new business for our work week by Tim Ferriss. It's um, it's, um a, a classic, classic book. book. But it, but I figured, it, since, I figured I since I was starting this new venture, venture, it was a good way, a good way for me to be, um, reconnect, reconnect with this, this strategy, but also personal growth, but it was much more strategy for me to say, what is the what most, is the important, most thing important thing to be focusing, to be focusing on? on? If I only had four, four hours, hours a week, week what would I be spending, I be spending it, on? it on? We have a lot of people who are inspired by the four-hour work week and are reading it right now, so many years later. And did you find it still applicable? Uh, of course, some parts uh, changed, but did you find it still applicable? Would you recommend it? I do. I do, I do because, I do because the, the, the major the ideas, ideas that we get so, so caught, caught up in what in society, society and what businesses, businesses tell us, tell is, us the right is the right thing, thing to do. And as entrepreneurs, one of the easiest things to follow, things to follow the, trap is, the trap is, I need to work I need to a lot of hours, lot of hours to make this work. I need to, I need to um, put in more put in time, more but I'm not putting, I'm not putting in my 60, in my 60 70, 80, 80 hours a week, hours a week and I'm not doing, the right, I'm not doing the right thing. 
And I found and myself, I found myself moving, moving into that into space, that space again, again, putting more, putting and, more, more and more effort, effort into, into everything, that, everything I that I was doing. And it was a great, was reminder, a great reminder to step back, to step back and, say, and say, what is the most important thing? What are the what one, are the one two or two most important things, things that I have that to, I have focus, to on. focus on? Because if I don't if I do don't those things right, if those one or two things don't work out, and I get that, figure out what the right direction is, nothing else matters. Absolutely. So it was fun. It was fun. It was doing a lot of extra work work that wasn't relevant. relevant. Beautiful. Your third CEO tip is you better deal with flux and transform accordingly. Can you unpack that? Yes. yes. So, so fluxes, fluxes, this whole idea, this whole idea that things are, are constantly changing, even if you even don't if change, you don't change the world changes around you. Around we saw a great we saw example, great example of that these past few months of pandemic, uncertainty, social injustice. We can go on and on. So, so you have to do with flux. It's going to find you. And the way I think about dealing with it is to have a culture Capable, capable of, of dealing with dealing flux. with flux, not just dealing, not just thriving, deal, thriving with flux. With flux. And what I and found, what is, I that found is that disruptive organizations have three key beliefs. key beliefs. The first one is the first one they is have they have a belief, uh, of, openness, belief of openness, of transparency, that creates that trust, creates trust and, accountability. and accountability. It also creates, it also creates speed. speed. The second one is the a, sense, one is of a sense of agency that you, that you, you as uh, a team uh, member, a team member colleague, colleague, have the ability, have the ability to act like an owner because you have, because you all, have the all the information available, available to you because, to you because, of, because openness, of openness, then you can, then you can take, the right take the right actions that are going to move your organization forward. forward. And the third one is a bias for action. for action. I talked a little, I talked about, a little bit about the minimally viable data, this concept that you can Make decisions, make decisions before you have all, all the information ahead of you, and to build that comfort with that. 99% of the decisions we make are reversible. And yet we and act yet as if every single decision has to be 100% right before we can move forward. forward. So these so three these beliefs, beliefs together, together create a flux, flux culture, culture that allows that allow you and your team to deal with all that uncertainty and that flux. Powerful. 99% of our decisions are reversible, people. So we can test many more things and experiment much more and come back with the minimum viable data and then move it forward from there. Thank you so much, Charlene. How can people stick around and find you? If you can, if you can um, find me find at charlenelee.com. That's my name. That's my name. And there you can and there download, you can download many, different many different resources to train assessment, to train assessment your digital leadership. And, and you can find you also, can find also uh, uh, workbooks, workbooks and a lot and of, a lot of courses, courses too as well, as well online. online. Beautiful. And who should be my next guest? Um, um, I would recommend, I would recommend Whitney, Johnson, Whitney Johnson, who writes, who a, lot writes a lot about disrupting yourself. yourself. Because, it, because and how, it, to, and also how to also build an AT. She has some she wonderful, has some work, wonderful around work around how to apply how to disruption, disruption to yourself, but also to your organization. Your organization. So, I, so the two of us talk a lot, as you can imagine, ideas. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Charlene, for being here and sharing your journey and your wisdom with our community and come back soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kathy. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? 
you're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategiesprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.